0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Boundary AFLW podcast. My name is Nick Negropontis. And my name is
1: Chloe Maloney.
0: We have a big, big show today. Um, apologies for last week as well. Um, Chloe wasn't available, so we had to we had to make do. But we've we've doubled up. Um, we've got two guests today. We've got Melbourne defender Libby Birch, who you'll hear in a few minutes,
1: and my new favourite, Kalinda Howarth from the Gold Coast Suns. She was so beautiful. She just genuinely, I reckon, just loves footy and loves her football club.
0: And has been an absolute star in the last three weeks as well. She was incredible in that first half in that Geelong game. Had 15 touches. She ran out of steam, I think. But give her a few years to get her legs and anything's possible there.
1: To find the footy 15 times in a half of football and have the impact she did. Yeah,
0: she's so damaging.
1: It is so exciting. I'm very pumped for her. I mean, I'm kind of fangirling a little bit, I reckon. I think. No, I am. Yep, so, I'm definitely fangirling.
0: We'll play that one later on as well, so uh stay tuned for that. But we start every podcast the same way. We have some questions for each other.
1: I'll hit you on with the first one. Go for it. Vesio to the back line. Cuz in the Adelaide game she came up clutch in the back line. Do you keep her there? Is it are we seeing a new Darcy Vessio, the backliner?
0: It's interesting. I think I think she's been given the license to to she's given been given the Chloe Malloy license to go wherever <laughs> she wants. Um, and it's worked brilliantly for the Blues in the last two weeks. She was best on uh, who we played before Adelaide, whoever that game was. Um, and then she was in the votes again against Adelaide for me. She was she, her ability to just either just like touch the ball and move it slightly or to get the ball to ground level to feed out a handball. She's so effective at just like the little 1% of things mm-hmm. and she can take marks above her head. I love seeing her up on the wing in the back line. It's great because I feel like she was almost being wasted as a, as a deep key forward because she has so much skill. She was just
1: struggling to find the footy a a little bit. And with the way a couple of teams are playing, they kind of dropped a spare back and yeah, I thought that she just kind of wasn't really finding it, but she was Mm. finding it higher up when she, think she went through the midfield a little bit. Um, Yeah, and I I liked seeing her in in the back line. She's unorthodox, but she she gets the job done.
0: I was worried she was going to be one of those inaugural players who didn't quite adapt as the newer players came in, but clearly she's got the ability. It was just about her being unleashed to use it. So that's a good sign for her. Unleashed, I like that word. So first one for you. Yes. This is one I wanted to ask you last week, but didn't get a chance to. You were in a photo shoot with Fox Footy discuss? What 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 are you doing there?
1: Ah, yes. I was in a photo shoot with Fox Footy. Um, well, I did an internship with them at the end of uni. I also did one here at SEN. Um, but I'm doing some special commentary with them um, just during the AFRW season. So just just um, building up my, my my portfolio of work. I know Fox and SEN are kind of competitors. Ah, we're friends. I, we're friends. Okay, good. We're friends. We've got um, like
0: seven commentators who work for Fox.
1: There you go. Oh, so you like me? here. Huh? They still like me, which is good. Of course, um, we do. But yeah, so doing some special comments because that's what I studied. So yeah, pretty grateful actually because coming out of uni, you don't normally kind of get work. Um, but yeah, had my foot in the door and now I'm using that to um, my advantage. It's,
0: it's bloody. You were very good on debut, I reckon. Oh, thank you. Um, you, yeah, were, you and Shiny there together. You taking her boundary work was very funny.
1: It actually was really. It was what a game to be a part of. I had. I was with Kelly Underwood, Charlotte Curtis. And Shiny Layton. Like, I don't think I could have asked for a, a better commentary team to, to make my debut with as if I had Shiny. Oh, Shiny was on the boundary. What are the odds <laughs> of that? Honestly, she didn't even need a microphone. I could hear her loud and clear from up top.
0: Yeah, my favourite thing about going to a Collingwood game is just hearing Shiny, <laughs> just, just yelling out. Or She's like...
1: actually lost her voice last week. Oh, dear. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. Well, you haven't heard a quiet Shiny, have you?
0: I haven't. No, I don't think anyone <laughs> has. Has anyone?
1: Well, no, because it would be not a quiet Shiny then. But question for you. Yes. Which player has most impressed you currently this year?
0: Are we talking most improved or just like best overall? No, just
1: someone that that you've gone, wow, I had no idea kind of who you were before this.
0: I didn't know that Jasmine Garner was a top five player in the comp. She's a top five player in the comp. So I'll say her. She was an All-Australian forward with you guys, I believe.
1: Yes, with Collingwood.
0: She then moved to the back line.
1: Went to the back line in the last end of the season. And was
0: really, really good. Yes. Then moved to north and moved back into the forward line. And is now probably the all Australian starting mid- starting midfielder. She has been incredible this year.
1: She she could actually she could take an all Australian title.
0: She could win the, the BNF. Across
1: she yeah. well, and isn't it her and Jamie Lambert i five weeks in a row have been in the team of the week.
0: Yeah. I mean that's a that's like a, a staff pick thing, so it's not but, but still but still yeah. A tour. It's I, I've a got of... I've got her uh uh, who am I thinking? Uh, Lambeth and Prasparkas as the top three at this stage, mm-hmm. with Kiara Bowers right on their heels. Yeah, so it's going to be really good. I think the the upside of it being such an open season in terms of uh, the awards is that we have no idea what's going to happen here. And I think Jazzy Yana has has pushed herself right to the top of, of the AFLW pools.
1: Yep, I would tend to agree with you there.
0: Would you rather win a league BNF or a club BNF?
1: Oh that is such a good question. That is, you could have a very long chat about this but I'm going to try to keep it short. Yes. I'm going to say club BNF purely on the fact that I think we we spoke we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago that you know you kind of don't go and the stats the kind of people basing things off stats and not entirely are the umpires basing theirs off stats but if they see a player with the footy a lot the 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 players the player's name's kind of going to stick in their forefront of their mind. But I think a club BNF, you value just that little bit more because you ultimately, you're playing for your club. You're not playing for the league. Um, And the coaches who do the voting, they know your role. So like there's been plenty of times where people have polled in the league BNF and then sorry, haven't polled in the league, but then polled in the club. So I think just, yeah, you you play for the colors of your team and, yeah, oh, for me personally, I'd be more humbled by winning a club BNF than I would for a league BNF. Interesting. That was a good one, Pond. Thank I really like I've that, had, actually. I've
0: had two and a half weeks to think of questions. Oh, so. I want to actually throw that
1: back on you. Okay. What what, what would you rather win? Well,
0: see, it's interesting because I've never really played like a big team sport. Like I stopped playing 40 when I was 12. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like... I would – yeah, in a team environment, you would probably want to win the club one, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, just – yeah. It stumped me a little bit. But then league's really cool. Mm. But then you definitely – yeah, you couldn't take for granted winning a club one. I
0: guess one is voted by the umpires and one is voted by your peers. So if you put yeah, it that way. Yeah, value
1: your peers and your coaches, I guess, opinion a bit more. Yeah. Sorry, umpires. A bit more than the umpires would. <laughs> Fair but yes. enough. Um, actually, I'll hit you with another one. Okay. Should the AFL also go to 16 a side?
0: Ooh. Well, Ooh. we had that discussion this morning on um, on SEN. with Alistair Clarkson came on.
1: Yes, this is where I've pulled that from.
0: Um, it's interesting because I don't... I actually wanted to ask you about this later in the podcast when we talk about rule changes. I don't know if it's had a huge impact on AFLW. Uh, well, like, congestion doesn't seem to be a great deal of an issue this week, mainly because... Sorry, not this week, this year, because the ball is moving so much faster and there's so much um, more pace in the game. I don't think it really matters that there's 16 or 18 players on the team are on the ground. If the, if you were starting Aussie rules from scratch, would there be 18 players? Probably not. There'd probably be a few less. But I don't know. I don't think it makes a big di- difference, honestly.
1: Mm, I what do agree. You think? Well, congestion. I think last year, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not actually a problem. I haven't noticed it once this year, and I reckon it's just a it's a um, a case of you know we just needed time and breathing space and that congestion, the issue of congestion was just going to go away naturally as skills progressed. And as the play got quicker and as we were able to hit shorter targets, hit hit 45s and things like that and be cleaner out of stoppages that the, con- the issue of congestion was just going to sort itself out without, without having to introduce, um, rules to, I guess, comp- like stop that.
0: Yeah. And as, as the, the rain has gone away from those first few weeks. We're seeing 24 more goals were kicked in around five as compared to round yes, one. This
1: is the trend we like.
0: It is a huge that every single week there have been more goals kicked in the previous week and also more behind. So work on your accuracy. <laughs> folks. Um, but yeah, so I don't think it's an issue. I think both sports are fine as they are. I think if you wanted to increase AFLW, you could, but I think there's issues with list sizes and stuff already without yes. increasing that. So yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, one we'll have to wait and see, because if Alistair Clarkson is putting putting his hand up, then who knows what will happen. <laughs> um, obviously, he's watching a lot of AFLW. You kicked three goals on the weekend, Chloe.
1: Yes, I did. I've point. been
0: calling for you to play forward all year. Um, <laughs> no. Um, do you do you feel more comfortable playing as a forward as opposed to other positions? Just as just personally, yeah. Do you feel more comfortable playing there?
1: Actually, um, probably not. Um might sound a bit bizarre, but... I really enjoy the back line. Well, sorry, first and foremost, I just really enjoy playing footy. But I think with my first year being in the back line, um, and I really built a lot of confidence off my first season, so I guess I kind of became very comfortable and complacent being a backliner and um, that's that's how I, what I shaped my game around was being in the back line. Um, so then I think... Well, when I was injured, so I missed. So I've gone season, injured, season. And this year, when I was in the midfield, I was a bit, bit hesitant, bit cautious, because I was like, I haven't really played the midfield. I played midfield in the VFIW. I was like, oh, I'd love to go to the back line and build confidence. But um, on the weekend against the Doggies, playing the forward line, um, I, I, in the VFIW Diamond Creek, I had played forward. So it wasn't, wasn't new, um, completely new to me. But in an AFRW sense, it is, because playing in the forward line in an AFRW versus. Diamond Creek it's it's like yeah there's just it's like comparing apples and oranges um but I did feel comfortable and I think it's just credit to the forward line that we've got and the girls that are down there like Membry, Jordan Membry, um, Sarah Darcy, Sophie Alexander, players like that who yeah I could be feeling uncomfortable about it but when you've got players of that caliber around you you kind of feel confident and you just kind of build your own ability and I made I set a goal I said I want to touch the footy um, my first contest, I want to hit it hard. And I did that in and contested mark. And then, yeah, just throughout the game, the confidence built and kind of went a bit MIA in the third quarter. And, um, you know, credit to. I think you can Brown. be excused. you to kick three goals. So you <laughs> yeah, can have well, a break. I just. I, I'm a bit disappointed with that. But, yeah, I, I do take a lot of confidence out of that. And um, I guess it's just another. What's the old saying? Uh, another bow. What's that one? Stringing, 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 your, bow? stringing that your bow. Stringing your bow. I don't know. Oh, um, being able to play forward. And, yeah, I'm just. I just love playing footy, and yeah, it was kind of cool being in the forward line and kicking goals for a change instead of stopping them.
0: Well, just speaking from my perspective watching the game, I felt like you guys have an incredible midfield, and especially in that Melbourne game, you struggled to keep the ball inside 50. So I think having you down there, memory is an incredible mark, by the way, and so so is Sarah Darcy, but having you in there as that... I feel like they're great marks, but they're not necessarily great forwards yet. They're still learning that craft, whereas you seem to have that natural forward uh, knowledge. I think having you in there really sh- straightened the, the side up on the weekend. But speaking of, of hands, that mark you took where you were thrown to the ground and go back and got it. I need to know, did you actually mark that?
1: Yeah, I did. My left hand got under. I know the camera angle. Yeah, the camera angle did not The camera it. angle was horrible, but um, Eleanor Brown and I, we were wrestling and I think I'd pushed her, but she would had still um, wrapped around my arm so we both fell and I saw the ball coming in and I was like wow this is actually probably gonna land straight on top of us and I'd put my, my hands out and actually landed on my I actually it was a mark I, I'm gonna claim it because it was a mark it fell on my left hand um and then I pulled it in but they were complaining because the umpire head had called touch but I was just like I held the footy I was like I marked that can I please have so this? Did they pay
0: the mark or did they, they pay paid the mark? the yeah. mark. Okay, so they didn't pay the free the kick, they paid the mark. No,
1: it wasn't a free kick, okay. it was a fair contest. They'd, they'd pay the mark.
0: Well, I think your mark of the year favourite so far. I don't know oh. what the prize is, but.
1: I don't know what the prize is, but that'd be
0: kind of cool. Yeah, I, I doubt it's a car, but.
1: Oh, I wouldn't mind. If we need, we a car. need to
0: look that up. Um, Get <laughs> yeah, back to us, Michelle Klein, if you're listening. Um, yeah.
1: Now, one for you. Yes. Have you ever taken mark of the year, Pond?
0: No. <laughs> I don't think I've ever taken a mark. Goldia. Uh, basketball shot of the year. Basketball no. shot of no. the year. I kicked four goals in my entire four-year footy history. Oh yeah, so, goal.
1: Yeah. That's all right. You're averaging a goal a year. Yep. that's not a bad average. It's on, on track. <laughs> um, it is getting down to the wire. Oh yes. the conferences. Um, Conference B. So the team, the the conference that myself and the pies are in. Um, it is very tight between those top four, and I think it's going to be between the top those four teams. Agreed. All very three strong and deserving, but they can only take three. Who misses out?
0: That's a really good question because I think a lot of that will be determined this this very week.
1: Well, uh, those three. So I know we're, Collingwood is sitting fourth, but we've played those three teams now. Yep. And I think Carlton play, they're yet, now Carlton those three play, to play each Melbourne
0: other. Carlton is yet to play Melbourne and Fremantle. Yes. And Melbourne is yet to play Fremantle and Carlton.
1: They all, they always tend to cross over. And
0: Fremantle is obviously there, therefore yet to play Melbourne and Carlton. So they have the hardest run left. Yes. Because personally, I think if you beat Brisbane this week, you'll make it. Yes. Um, and I think the loser of Melbourne, Carlton, will miss out. But also Melbourne has to travel to play Frio. So if Melbourne loses to Carlton and then has to travel to play Frio and loses two in a row, and you guys beat Brisbane, I think you guys will jump them.
1: And if you have to go back and rewind that to listen to it again, please do because yeah. I actually have to do the same. So basically
0: but- what I was saying is Melbourne has a really tough game against Carlton. I don't know why they're playing it in TIO, TIO Stadium. Yeah, if they were playing this game at Casey Fields, they would be dollar ten favourites because yep. Carlton's whole game is about short, short kicks, moving the ball wide, spacing the field. Can't do that at Casey Fields. You probably can do that in Darwin assuming it's, a, it's not a, a wet day. I think Carlton will be really happy that they have to get on a plane for this game. If Carlton wins this game, and then Melbourne travels to Fremantle and can't beat Fremantle. They would have lost two in a row. You've got Brisbane this week. Who have you got next week?
1: Uh, then we play St. Kilda and then we finish with Geelong.
0: So um, definitely three winnable games. The Brisbane are good, but they're beatable. Yep. And if you beat Brisbane this week and then if you beat St. Kilda, you'll obviously be ahead of Melbourne. Carlton, meanwhile, has uh, they have Melbourne this week. They then play Fremantle at, at Icon Park, and then where we... they beat them by 50 points last year in the finals. Yes. And then they finish with West Coast. Um so, sorry, they play West Coast at, at um, Icon Park and they play Fremantle at Marvel Stadium. So they don't have to leave the state. They play both Perth teams here. Melbourne has a tough run home. And I think if they drop this game, they're in trouble. Whereas Carlton still has the two home games, which might help them out here. But I think it all comes down to you guys in and Brisbane. Because and you can't fall two games behind, I don't think.
1: No, because we're sitting, I think we're currently sitting on 12 and... Fremantle have set themselves up yes, going undefeated thus far, um, sitting on twenty points on top of the ladder. But yeah, I don't think they could get too comfortable there because no. there is a lot that is going to unfold in the next couple of rounds. I
0: copped a lot of stick on, on um on socials because I, I've wrote an article saying that North Melbourne was the favourite, not Fremantle, and Fremantle fans were like, Well, we're undefeated, why why aren't yes. we the favourites?
1: But you also have not versed the top three sides. Yes. In, Carlton and Melbourne. They,
0: they weren't that impressive against against you guys. I thought you guys we were should, so unlucky. should have won that game. Um, Obviously, they got the four points. St. the game was obviously... Oh, went right down to the wire. 50 meter penalty goes their way. Oh, yeah. Swings the game in the last five minutes. And then they outplayed Brisbane on their home turf. Still not sure what to make of Brisbane. They're going to play finals. They're going to be the second team in Conference A. But who knows what's going on there. So, yeah, we're going to learn a lot this week. And I did all of that off the top of my head without looking at the app, so... That
1: take, is good by that. you. Anyway, but so you think? Sorry, so to you, answer I your question. To ask, do I have to ask you this again next week? Then
0: um, I'll, I'll go in. I, I said before the start of the year there will be Fremantle, Carlton, and Collingwood. I, I have no reason to change that just yet. Okay. Until the end of this week, but I'm tipping <laughs> you guys to be Brisbane. So
1: I am also tipping us to be Brisbane. <laughs> I would hope so.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, for you, you are as we've just talked about. You're going to Brisbane this week. Um, take us behind the scenes of how the how that works when you fly up what the preparation looks like for a game uh, in another state.
1: So it's, we will fly up um, Friday. So with the AFL, I think the rule is you have to get the earliest flight out and then um, come the end of the game. If you can get on a flight that gets you out same day, then you have to go on it. Otherwise it's out of your own pocket. Um, But nothing, nothing too much changes. We will, so we normally land um, and you normally pack your, boots and runners um in your backpack and you'll go for a captain's run um the day you land and then it's back to the hotel kind of do your own thing and then um we do oppo analysis um that night so we'll have dinner and comes down to the hotel we'll have dinner and do an oppo analysis and then it's kind of they just let you do your own thing because it's ultimately it's your game day and um you know what works for you and and what doesn't. So there's an, there's normally in probably an optional um, activation walk, which you can get up and do. But mine probably consists of getting up. Um, my morning consists of getting up. I'll have a coffee. I like to roll. Um, you, ca- you try to keep things pretty similar to how they would be if you were at home. Um, I don't have a strict routine um, solely for the fact that you do have to travel and you can't, you know, you don't sleep in your own bed. You don't have your same pillow unless you're someone that takes it, which I am not. <laughs> um but I just try to keep routine as normal as possible. And I think a lot of teams, and if you ask a lot of players, they really thrive off travelling because it's a, it's a great opportunity to build um, cohesion, and, and that's when you can work on the culture of, of um, your football side. So I love I love travelling. Um, it gives you an excuse to hang out with them. Um, you probably get a little bit sick of them by the end <laughs> of it, but we're flying out after the game, so I won't have that extra night with them. But, yeah, I think travelling is... You know, it can work to your advantage at times, unless you're going to Perth, because that flight is an absolute killer. But yeah, in terms of what the inside looks like, it's it's pretty similar to what it would look like um, down here in Melbourne, except you just get on a an air car instead of a normal <laughs> car.
0: Well, you had to travel, what, two hours to Morwell? So I guess it's sort of similar going to Brisbane?
1: Yeah, yeah actually about it is, because it's about a two hour travel.
0: Is there any extra like, precautions and stuff in place because of all this virus talk?
1: Um, we actually had a briefing uh, last night as a as an AFRW side. So our ops manager Tess just spoke to us about it and um, just gave us. I think the AFL are uh, being a really really big on it um, because it actually you know it's pandemic at the minute and um, I, even myself I you know you don't take it as seriously as you probably should. But last night kind of I was like, oh okay, this is actually yeah. a lot more serious than I thought it is and the NBA postponing their season, oh. which is, I, you know, I kind of, like I said, I didn't really take it seriously till now. um, But they're just, yeah, encouraging. I know we, we spoke to Lib, um, she's traveling as well. It's just taking that extra precaution um, with, you know, your hand sanitizers and just, yeah, just washing your hands, wiping your hands, just um, being aware of others. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's quite weird talking yeah. about it.
0: Fingers crossed everyone stays safe and, the season proceeds as yes. as planned.
1: Everyone, wash your hands. Yes, and actually, wash your hands. And Michaela Ball, I'm going to call a team out here. Michaela can says, sing Happy Birthday twice. That's that's the rule.
0: What is when why, why? when
1: washing your hands because that's how long it should be.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. Yes, you know
1: how you brush your teeth. for you meant to brush your teeth for two minutes. Yeah, should wash your hands and it should take two Happy Birthdays. Oh, quoting Michaela Cairns. I will I will
0: enforce that. That's <laughs> that's interesting.
1: <laughs> that is a little thing. Um, and my last one for you. Yes. Will Richmond win a game? No. No, straight out no.
0: I'm sorry Richmond fans. Hold on. Let me look at your schedule first before I th- completely throw you under the bus. And uh, it's
1: no in a way in a sense that it's not an a personal attack no, on them. No. No. I,
0: I just as an observer of the game, I could not tip them to win a game right now. Um they've got St Kilda this week. i um, actually I'll be at that game. Um they've got St Kilda at, at Moorabbin. That's a tough game. The Saints... I mean, it's really interesting that we get to see two Victorian expansion teams going at it at the same time, in the same year. We didn't get that last year with Geelong and North. So I'm really curious to see this game. This will be really fascinating. After that, they've got Brisbane at Icon Park. So no home field advantage against a good team.
1: And then your reigning premiers.
0: And then they've got Adelaide away. So I'm sorry, Richmond fans. I, I don't have you winning a game, but... Yeah, I'm trying to think of a a (laughs) positive way to finish that sentence. It's
1: just the... Like, I actually was speaking to Monconti the other day. Um, Like, I sit here and I could, you know, judge every expansion side and be like, oh, Richmond, they're rubbish or blah, blah, blah. But I... You know, Collingwood, it took us three years, um, you know, to be where we are right now. And it wasn't easy. It really wasn't easy because we don't play football to lose games. So, yeah, that was annoying and I can see being Richmond and not winning games. It can be really demoralizing. Um, I think, you know, one, one win would be really nice just to take out of the season. Absolutely. But then speaking, uh, again, speaking to Mon, um, it's not really, she she said, it's not really about the win loss record for them. Um, They're fully aware and understand that they're an expansion side. It's going to take time. And um, that's what she just really emphasizes that just give them time and, um, you know, I, I can't judge them at all because I was part of Collingwood who who we struggled. So, yeah, I, I also, you know, to answer my own question, I unfortunately don't think they no. will win a game. Um, but that's not to say that next year. Exactly. Know, looks- they
0: could turn it around next year, like as, as, in the same way that you guys have. And in the same way Carlton did the year before that. It only takes a year to turn things around. Um, they've got some nice talent there. They've been hit hard by injuries. It is worrying that they parted ways with a coach five weeks into their first season. Um, they parted ways with their senior assistant coach but obviously we're on the outside we can't really judge that too harshly without knowing uh the internals of that one um but that was good we got through a lot of questions i've still got quite a few but we will save them for next week because we've got two very very great interviews to get to here we're going to throw to melbourne defender libby birch first and then after that it will go straight into gold coast defender kalinda howarth so now we're joined by Melbourne defender Libby Birch. Uh, she will be heading up to Darwin, Northern Territory, Alice Springs Northern to take ter- on Springs. take on Carlton this weekend. Libby, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, just to start us off, I'll, I'll take it back. Probably um, you've been asked a couple of times about this, but what was the vibe when you know it just seemed that you guys couldn't catch a break and it was injury upon injury upon injury. Um, what was the vibe like? And you, Melbourne, have come out and played some really good footy. How, you know, have you have you performed having so many injuries in the preseason and just nothing seemed to be going your way?
2: Yeah, it's been it's been a really challenging one. and uh, it's been something that you know the group has had to work through. And it started sort of before Christmas um, with a few ACLs of um, Smitty and then. Sloaney and it's just been, you know, and then we've had sort of hit after hit after hit and it's and it's quite devastating because, you know, you love your teammates and we all love each other and um we sort of you know, there's times where you feel like, Oh, like this is what's happening, like this is so unfair but I think what we've been able to do is really accept what's happened. Um, we've you know, had had the grief of it together and we've shared it of together with our teammates that have been injured. And then we've been able to um, give them a role that's obviously not on the field and then uh, make sure that we're doing our job for them and really playing for them whenever we're training or uh, in the game. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a really tough time for us, um, as it has been with other teams as well, I'm sure. Uh, but we've been able to manage that quite well and I think it's really good resilience building for us uh, early on in the season.
0: So, yeah, you guys have persevered quite well. You're second on the ladder. You have the best percentage in the entire competition. You've given up like almost no scores across all of your games so far. Do you think that's um, mostly down to the way you're defending or is that a bit of luck as well with with weather conditions and stuff like that? Because your percentage is so far ahead of everyone else at the moment, which is um, obviously very impressive.
2: Yeah, well, we'd like to think it's our defence, but I think, um, obviously, I think our two, our like the first two games were in hurricane winds and um, then pouring rain. Can confirm uh, with the second fact, one, I was
0: there on the boundary just getting rained yeah, off.
2: Yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, it was the worst conditions I've played in. But I, I think in saying that, I think with the way that we're defending from our forwards through to our, our back line, it's really setting up uh, the way we play footy. And I think... Our defense really sets off our offense and the way we score. So, if, and that sort of showed in our game against St Kilda. If we can't defend well, uh, we can't attack well, and that's why we didn't lose the game. We we lost the game. So we learn a lot from that game. But I think uh, the low scores uh, for our opposition teams are a real positive and something that we're taking a lot of confidence from. Um, but you know, we're going to come up against. Carlton and Fremantle now, which is going to be a really important game for us to continue to do that. Yeah, and
1: speaking of your back line, yourself, Lib, you've 33 intercept marks and Daisy, 32, so just behind you. You are leading your side in those. Are you enjoying your roll down back um, with you and Daisy? You're both very crucial down there and um, so are the rest of your players, but are you enjoying, you know, I guess having Daisy back and then playing alongside her? Yeah,
2: it's it's Daisy sort of... uh, I my career off about four and a half years ago, so it's 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 really special and she's one of my best mates uh, to be able to be playing back uh, with her again and and in the same line. She was always a midfielder when I was playing for Darabin. so it's nice to be playing together in the back line and we've just got some and the reason why you know Melbourne was such an amazing place for myself to to seek a new opportunity out was because they've got some of the best defenders in the league there and to be able, and the best forwards for that matter. And to be able to match up against them during training and pre-season and then to work with the back line we've got there, it's um, it's really challenged me to be better. And uh, it's just been awesome to be a part of that group.
0: Speaking of the forwards, you're playing three key forwards at the moment with Zanka, uh, Cunningham, and now Sarah Perkins. That must be a bit of a pain for you at training, having to guard one of those three at all times, I'm assuming?
2: Oh, yeah. like That was... like the Pre-season was one of the hardest for us defenders because uh, of the quality of the forwards that we have. And I think that that just shows why we've been uh, really red hot on our defence is because, you know, the forwards like Eden and uh, Sarah and, and all of our girls, you know, Newy, we, we've got so much versatility up forward and we've had to adjust in our defence against all those types of players. So it's been it's been great and it was so challenging and I can remember times where, you know, things are just being thrown at us. And, and it was perfect because that's what you want. You want to challenge your teammates. And I think it's just set us up really well.
0: How is uh, Sarah going? Uh, she played her first game on the weekend uh, for you guys as part, as an injury replacement player. Um, she kicked the goal right on the end of the siren. It seemed like the girls really got around her then.
2: Yeah. Sarah's awesome. She's uh, She's been terrific for us. She's brought a real uh, spark to the group. and. It was funny because she did kick one earlier in the game, but it got taken back to a... She kicked a ripper, actually, a right-foot snap from, like, 20-degree angle. And uh, she it got pulled back to another player, so she was a bit upset that that didn't get counted, I think, because <laughs> she said... She came to training on Tuesday and said, oh, I've never kicked one of those in my life, and when I did, it didn't count. Uh, so she was about, it was so nice for her to get uh, that goal at the end and then to be able to have the time after the siren to celebrate with her and get around... Get around Sarah was awesome, and uh, we're well, yeah, really
1: lucky to have her. And you uh jumping on a plane tomorrow um, and travelling. <laughs> yeah. Yes, bring your hand sanitizer and your wipes, which I have no <laughs> doubt they're already packed. Um, <laughs> playing against Carlton, you guys, the past two times you've faced them, um, you've had the win over them. Um, but they're in some pretty fine form. I just am curious about the matchups uh, in the back line. Um, obviously, talking to um, defender in yourself, um, who yeah. takes Harris this weekend?
2: <laughs> well, I can't disclose everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want you want. The I can poke and prod. Off news, <laughs> yeah, you want the fresh off the press news, but uh, what we'll be like sticking with what we've been doing in the past couple of weeks, which I can't really disclose. <laughs> <laughs> but Straight I think, bat. yeah, we're we're gonna really respect. Um, like right, they've got some fantastic forwards in Darcy Vesio and Taylor Harris, so they're going to need some huge respect tomorrow uh, on on the weekend when we play them on Saturday. And we're doing our best to do our um, review and our vision on them uh, because, you know, Darcy she's very very crafty on the ground, and Taylor Harris is great in the air. So. I think um, they've got, and Nick, Nicholas Stevens for that matter as well, um, sets them up really well. And, and they're a great marking team as well, uh, and they're being red hot form. So we are going to need to be on our game, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, of home field, because obviously you're playing this game as a home game up in up in the Northern Territory. Would you are you happy with that, or would you rather be playing um, that game back in Melbourne, considering it is at this point maybe the biggest game of of the season so far?
2: Yeah, I absolutely love playing in Alice springs. We played there in uh VSL and it was the most unreal experience I've ever had. Uh it was like you're surrounded by rock. It's just and the fans are there and you get to um we get to engage with them and that special community that Melbourne has up, has up there which is pretty amazing and I think it's just a really great experience to have football uh In Alice Springs, because it's just it's more. Sometimes it's more than a game, and I know that we're two Melbourne-based teams, and that travelling is can be seen as a bit of a pain. But I think for the communities up there, and the fan base, and for broadening the game, I think it's a really great place to play footy. It's funnily enough, we're actually on the same plane on uh, tomorrow, (laughs) Carlton, and so I'm going to (laughs) be. And I don't like that. I really don't like that. I don't know how I feel about that either. Yeah, I really don't know how that's going to go, but um, we'll see. <laughs> Do you get the same flight back? Oh, that uh, would be I worse. Mean, hopefully not. That would be worse. I was want to like, You'd want to have, have a win if you were on the same flight back, but oh. it's going to be pretty awkward like tomorrow. That could create
1: for some awkward uh, Defenders yeah. sitting counters. next to forwards,
0: yeah. midfielders, on midfielders. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have to ask every Melbourne player this question because I'm so vehemently anti-Casey Fields. Do you like playing at Casey Fields?
2: Yeah, well, look, Casey Fields. It's uh it's a interesting place down there with weather conditions that can throw anything at you. Uh, wind, rain, but the facilities that we we get down there, um, and we we have got down there now, is absolutely incredible. They've, re- they've put millions and millions of dollars into creating new change rooms for us. Um, there's a new gym facility, and there's going to even be an indoor football field um, to come. So I think it's uh, it's going to be a little hub for us down there. And I think even though it is a long way out, uh, the amount, like we had like 8,000 at our first game and that's pretty special um, to have all those fans from those communities down there as well. So I think, look, you can see everything in uh, a positive and negative light, but uh, football is an outdoor sport, so um, you're going to get what you're, you're given from the weather-wise. But I think it's the what Melbourne's done down there is going to be really great and we, we really enjoy it down there.
0: That's fair enough. I mean, obviously, you guys are used to playing there now and other teams are obviously less used to it. Do you feel like you have a real home-ground advantage like with the winds and and the conditions down there?
2: Yeah, I think absolutely. We do do a few sessions down there during pre-season. So I think everyone sort of has their home-ground advantage, especially um, the West Coast team. West Coast and Perth have great uh, home-ground advantages, especially with the travel. But I think, uh, yeah, we... You know, you know you you know, know your own ground and you know it really well and you know which way the wind will go and how deep the, the pockets are and things like that. So I think every team's got their little home ground they love to play on, uh, but you've still got to perform. <laughs> home ground advantages don't do too much if you're not playing well. And I've got one more to finish off here. You could uh, stitch
1: up a couple of your teammates here, but who would you <laughs> least like to room with on away trips?
2: <laughs> well, I was actually talking to Harriet Corner about this uh <laughs> last night, and she said that she would not want a room with me because i <laughs> uh, i um, <laughs> I keep to myself too much she said i would uh i would be I would be annoying to room with, so I'm gonna go with Harriet <laughs> Gordon because she wants me to go with Sam Cal Emerson, who's a who's a wing. And she said we'd be a perfect fit because we're both sort of mind each other and go to bed at nine nana o'clock, which is like nine o'clock at night. So oh, I am all I about think, nine uh, p.m. bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think uh, we've got our roommates and things like that. So I think it'll be an interesting trip. But I might <laughs> just sneak into so, Harriet's room and give her a run for her money. But uh, we. With Tegan Cunningham, who I think she, she likes to room with. So, now it'll
0: be fun. Backs and forwards. There you go. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Libby. Um, as a Carlton support, I am legally not allowed to wish you luck on the weekend. <laughs> but go well, um, have a safe flight, and uh, enjoy the game.
2: Good luck, Libby. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, Libby. I'm excited about this one, Chloe. We're going to finish today's podcast with Gold Coast Livewire. Kalinda Howarth who has been one of the most exciting players I reckon over the last three weeks of the season. Kalinda thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Now the Suns are a new team this year obviously not many people outside of of the club really knew what to expect coming into this year. I think you've um, really uh, outdone most expectations I would say. How's how's the vibe been inside the club at at this stage of the season?
3: Yeah, it's been an absolutely incredible journey so far, and I couldn't be prouder of how far we've come as a group from pre-season right way through. Um, I think, yeah, we're tracking along really well, and I think we've exceeded a lot of people's expectations on sort of how they thought we were going to come into the season and perform, and yeah, I'm just, I couldn't be prouder, and the vibe amongst the group is, yeah, absolutely incredible, and we're just going to continue to put our best foot forward, and Hopefully we can see some more wins towards the end of the season.
1: I commented um, one of your games against North Melbourne, Kalinda, and um, you had a cracker coming off a Rising Star nomination. Um, But during it, I think we had Lakey um, through an interview, or he used the term, let it rip. Um, Can you give us a little bit more insight as to what the term let it rip means for you guys?
3: Yeah, so we've always just wanted to bring effort and intent to our game and we knew we mightn't have the best skills, we mightn't have the best cohesion, um, obviously, because we're a new side and getting to learn each other's strengths. But we know we could always just bring effort and intensity. And I think um, we just want to rip in and have a good crack. So yeah, that's probably just one of our key words that we get to get us back into that mindset to really rip in and use work to our strengths, which is obviously our defensive pressure and tackling. So yeah, that's pretty much just what rip-in means (laughs) I like it I like it a
1: lot
0: you guys seem to be playing at a lot faster sort of pace than a lot of teams in the AFL especially I noticed in that that Geelong game especially early in the game is that a a real thing that you guys have been trying to work in playing at a speed getting the ball over the back and like using like uh, your your skills and stuff to get the ball forward
3: yeah like I said we just want to bring effort and intent so we think if we can bring that and bring our defensive pressure we can cause other teams to turn the ball over and then Obviously, you kick goals by getting it inside 50. So that's our goal is to just get it in, get it forward at at all costs and, yeah, probably try and generate a lot of speed on the ball. And um, the faster you get it in, the harder it is for defenders to defend. So that's what we're just really trying to bring And I think it has caught some teams off guard early on in the stages of games and now we just have to figure out a way to be able to produce that for all four quarters.
1: You're a crafty little player and... Um, watching you against North, um, it was very obvious to see that you, you do provide a bit of spark for your team. And um, I just want to give you a bit of credit for opening up about um, the struggles that you had with Brisbane and Gold Coast. Um, it's pretty empowering when a player can come out and talk openly about it. So um, You said it was a goal um, previously since 2013 to play for the Suns. Um, I guess just how are you tracking and, and how are you enjoying the Suns? And I know you're very grateful for them, but yeah, you... Are you happy?
3: Yeah, very much so. Thank you for that compliment, by the way. No, but, okay. um, yeah, so since 2013, um, all I've wanted to do was just to give back to the club. And like I've said yeah previously, that they've done so much for me and presented so many opportunities for me. And I couldn't be more honoured to represent the club every time I pull on the jersey. So I'm absolutely loving my time at the Suns. And I think that really reflects in how we're going as a group culturally as a club like the boys are killing it they've just won two from two I know it's only pre-season it's early days but I just think it shows how good of a space we're in as a collective and um, how much like we're going to produce this year and we're only going to go up so yeah I'm really excited we've started off the season pretty well hopefully we can continue on um, and we can get some wins on the board and hopefully still make finals but I think in an overall position as as a club, um, yeah, we're, we're going pretty good and absolutely loving my time there.
0: You've been one of the more exciting players, I reckon, in the last few weeks playing as that sort of uh, deep forward, pushing up the ground. Where, where do you see yourself playing your best footy? Because you've been a goal kicker, but you also had 15 touches in the first half against the Cats. Where do you want to see yourself uh, playing uh, predominantly?
3: Um, I play pretty much just wherever suits the team best. Um, I found myself deep forward um, because that's what we needed and I've come up high um, a little bit but yeah sort of my preferred position is probably a half forward so I can work up the ground a bit more but then still sneak forward and um, hopefully get on the end of a couple but yeah I think I'm just happy to play wherever lakey wants to put me. I'm just stoked to be getting a game at the moment to be honest.
0: You're doing more than <laughs> getting, I'm getting you' get, doing more than getting a game. you've got yourself a rising star nomination. You're right in the running for that one. You gotta talk yourself up a bit, come on. <laughs>
3: oh, it's just it's just so surreal at the moment. I, it'll be it'll be good to be able to reflect on the season um coming post but um obviously coming off the back of a, not getting a getting a chance or an opportunity up at the Lions to um yeah, contributing to the Suns is just yeah, it's so surreal and um yeah, I guess I can't really believe it <laughs> to be honest. Like yeah.
0: Tell us a bit about yourself, Glenda, because obviously um, us, in, us in nobody's in Victoria have no idea about anything outside of the state. Of course, um, <laughs> what, what, what made you get into footy? What made you go down this path? What, what led you to the uh, AFLW?
3: Um, well, I was actually thankful for Victoria for stealing my brother. My brother actually moved down to Melbourne um, to live with his girlfriend, and he started talking about this foreign sport in AFL, and um, I really missed him. So I just thought I'd start looking at, he was begging me to watch a field Hawthorns game. So I just sort of put it on the telly a couple of times, just more so, so I could have something to talk to my brother about. And then, um, there was just a coincidence that in the next month that followed my, my school started up a girls team and I was asked to come and play for that. And yeah, I haven't really looked back since.
0: That's amazing. Um, so is your brother still in Melbourne?
3: Uh, No, we stole him back a couple of years ago. Him, Yeah, him and his his, um, partner and all of her family um, have moved up here now. So, So, yeah, no, I don't think I have any relatives in Victoria anymore.
0: So does he come to your games?
3: Um, He's been to the home games that we've had here at Metricon, and he'll get to to our Southport game that we have in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, I think my dad is going to travel down to Melbourne when we verse the Ds, so... I've pretty much had someone at all of the games, which is really special.
1: And speaking of games, you you up against the, the West Coast Eagles. Um, what's the mindset heading in against a, another expansion side? Um, I personally am very, very excited for this game, but what's the mindset, um, obviously their home game, and how are you feeling?
3: Um, like always, we're pretty confident going in. Um, we've been doing a bit of OPPO analysis and also just reflecting on how we can get better and what we could have taken what we can take out of last week's game I think we just fell away in the last two quarters which was pretty evident obviously leading at half time but I think we just need to go back to bringing that effort and intent for all four quarters and no matter what just ripping in so <laughs> I think if we do that like we're both really physical teams so I think it's going to be a really exciting game and um, yeah, hopefully we come away with the win in the end. But, yeah, I'm really excited for this game because we're both very similar teams. And hopefully the sun's out in Perth and we can have a crack in the sun again. I think we've, most of our games have been played in the rain. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how we go this weekend. But, yeah, I think we're pretty confident going in.
0: That's good to hear. Um, the Cats game, you guys were really impressive in that first half. You in particular had, had 15 to half time. What, what sort of happened after, after that where the Cats got control of the game?
3: Yeah, I think we, we had a great first half and going in at half time everyone was really positive and, um, yeah, we were really up and about at half time. Came out, I think we dominated probably for the first five minutes of the third quarter and then I think just a couple of things didn't bounce our way. Um, we missed a few opportunities inside 50 and I think um, we sort of just, it just, the heat got to us and I think we just ran out of legs in the end, so... Um, Yeah, we've discussed that and we've reviewed that game and we're just going to take the positives out of it and we've reviewed what we need to do better and um, that is obviously performing for the full four quarters and we'll really have a strong focus this week to really come out with a bang in the third and fourth and hopefully um, take West Coast by surprise.
0: Well, Geelong was in that position, in exactly your position last year where they were starting game strong and and dropping away. I guess that's just part of... A new expansion team, so I I don't think that's anything to be too concerned about at this stage. Um, You guys have got some pretty cool facilities up there on the Gold Coast, um, from what I've I've been told. Can you take us through through them and uh, what you like, what they need improving, and basically how it all works up there?
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, The Suns, we've got some new facilities um, thanks to the Commonwealth Games that were held up here. So um, yeah, we're in the club. It's a one club system so the boys and the girls um, our change rooms are next to each other we share the gym we share the ice baths um, and it's a really really integrated space so all the footy staff downstairs and admin's upstairs but there's a big um, gap where you can kind of lean over if you're in admin and talk and see the players and just talk over the balcony to them so yeah it's it's absolutely incredible facility and um, yeah state-of-the-art and it's really really integrated so um, you can pretty much talk to anyone from any part of the club whichever part you're in and um, then you just have a short walk just across the road to our training field and um, probably a two-minute walk across the stadium so you couldn't ask for much more it's absolutely incredible you've sold
1: it wow is there coffee you get coffee as well as a little cafe
3: yeah there's a cafe just outside our um, connected to our admin i guess you could say so yeah you head over there for lunch coffee i don't know if it's as good as the victorian <laughs> coffee but it's it's coffee
1: you've sold it well i have one more question for you when will we be seeing the next tiktok
3: <laughs> you know, i actually have a few in the works, and we we've, we've planned a couple but we just are struggling to get the time to get together and actually just make it so Look, I don't usually post mine. I just keep mine in the drafts. But I actually had an interview with Dylan Buckley um, a couple of weeks ago and he's kind of inspired me a little bit to start <laughs> posting mine. So watch this space. I, reckon I won't be too long.
1: I'm watching this space. <laughs>
0: Lovely. Thank you very much, Colinda. That's that's great. We will be uh, making sure to follow you on, on TikTok and to watch you closely this weekend against the Eagles. Thanks for joining us.
3: Perfect. Thank you very much well, for luck, having mate. me.
0: So that was um, Libby Birch from the Melbourne Football Club and Kalinda Howarth from the Gold Coast Suns. Sorry if that sounded a bit awkward in that transition there. We're on a bit of a clock at the moment, but um, thank you to both of them for joining us. Um, Kalinda, I think, is our new favourite. She's so sweet. Is our she new is favorite.
1: adorable. She's actually adorable.
0: And, and Libby's also very generous with her time to Croc Media and S E N quite often, so thank you very much to her for joining as well. Good luck on the weekend. Thank you, Pond. Please win. Um, we need Carlton to win as well. So if you win and Carlton loses, then all of a sudden we're like really opposed. But fingers crossed it all goes our way.
1: We'll enjoy the next episode. All right. So thank you
0: very much for, for joining us. Um, we will we'll hopefully be with you next week.
1: Everyone wash your hands.
0: And can't sing happy birthday twice. <laughs>